This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello, good evening and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week. Hello from the other side edition. My name's Dan Fudge and uh, with me tonight I've got Nathaniel from... Uh, quick opportunity to plug your show, Nathaniel. What we, uh, Where are you from? We are the To Back podcast and you can find us on literally anything. All the links oh. you've got on the screen here, we've got the similar ones to Back. Uh, to Holland back. That's one that uh, that was uh, was it an accredited podcast at the Football Content Awards. Yes, uh, last year, twenty twenty two bronze award. But um, the the top two were both uh, non club specific podcasts. So we like to pretend that we won. <laughs> they were just generic football podcasts, then, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I, th- I think we uh, we were going to go in about twenty sixteen, and it, for some reason back then. It seemed like it was uh, it was like a cash grab. It was something like 120 quid each, and there was about 100 awards that had no real um, input into uh, into what was actually you know what I mean. I, 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 has it changed much, or did did it feel the same thing? Like because I remember there was players winning it that had no real accreditation with the entire thing, and for some reason were just getting awards. And it's not like they were there to pick one up. You know what I mean? Yeah, the last 20 minutes or 30 minutes of the awards. Like Harland won about ten, and he wasn't yeah. there. Brilliant. So, it's still fun to. Brilliant. Get. So yeah, yeah. I was going to say, but I bet it's, it's nice to see people who do what do what we do. Now, uh, Hull City uh, straight into uh, it's sixth place, I believe, at, at this point in the uh, in the league. And you've got about you've got a three point gap. I mean, how's the season going? How do you feel you're getting on? I mean, are you, you going to maintain it? You're going to stay in those playoffs? It's really difficult to to know. I mean, I predicted eleventh at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, that was before we bought Jaden Philogene. And I think he's been injured uh, for the last five games. And we've shown good sides and bad sides since he's been out. So at one moment, you feel like we should be about 10 points clear of seventh because the amount of games that we've drawn or lost where we could easily have won just recently. We did play poorly against Sunderland, but we still created four 
huge chances and didn't score them. So mm-hmm. sometimes they feel like we should have won that or we didn't deserve to. Um, and then sometimes they feel like with the recent performances, we've lost four out of seven um, with a few sort of dodgy mistakes at the back um, because of the way we play. We feel like, well, maybe we're lucky to be in this position uh, after that poor run. Um, so I really don't know yet. Um, I'm quite happy with the way we're playing. We play good football and I think um, because of where we are in the league, we'll probably be able to strengthen in January. So I'm feeling quite confident, but um, we're still doing a whole lot better than I thought we were going to this season. So it's been a nice surprise. Yeah, because there, there was a bit of irony because the, uh, as ridiculous as it sounds, the, the, the game that we played at your place, I, th- I think we went in front at one point, if I remember mm-hmm. rightly, and, it, and I finished, I think it finished 3-2. There was, given the way our season was going under the previous manager and the rest of it, that seemed to me to give me a, a like a bit of a false hope. Like uh, like there was a football team in there, albeit we mm. didn't go on to win for another 10 games. But you know what I mean? There was something about that whole game when I thought, I tell you what, we're all right. And then given the way that our season went, I probably thought, well, it must have been Hull probably just, just going to have a poor season. And then you've had a you've had a hell of a turnaround in, in recent weeks. I mean, what, you've won four out of the last six, four out of the last five? What What is it? Well, we've we've won three of the last seven, but we're still on a pretty decent run. Mm-hmm. Um, it was only until recently, uh, and then it happened twice in uh, six games, where um, we hadn't lost two in a row under the senior uh, for a whole year. And then we lost two games, one, two, and then lost another two in a row. So it happened twice. But until then, but until Jaden Philogene's recent injury, we'd been really good this season. Um, so, yeah, that game, we do usually tend to start poorly go on nil down but then we've got I think the most points or the second or third most points from losing positions um, but we haven't given a lead away it's just those games where it's a bit tight and we create lots of good opportunities it's just the young forwards usually they're finishing as good it's just the decision making in that final third especially mm-hmm. when we counter that's the sort of thing we need to get better at um, and I think that will come uh, because we, we're still not playing at the consistent level we know we can um, but it's, it's still very difficult. Generally, though, even if we're sixth down to about 13th, I think most teams, it's like a few points difference. So long as you're there and thereabouts for the last six games of the season, anyone can get in the playoffs. So we're happy where, where we are, but it's still frustrating because we feel like, as I said, we should be further clear. Um, but yeah, until recently, we've been doing very well. And this Christmas period has been tough. So we'll look to cap it off pretty well on uh, Monday's game. But then again, Sheffield Wednesday are back in form as well. So it'll be a really good one. Yeah, it sh- should be a bit of a ding-dong. The championship does tend to be like that, doesn't it? It's one of those where, you know, you can you can lose three on the bounce and all of a sudden you've gone down 16 places in the league and you don't know what's mm-hmm. happened. And then, and then all of But then I think if you look at the league, it, it's interesting because there's about three teams you look at that are going to be fighting for those automatic spots at the top. But then again, like it seems to every year, there's something about that about that league where down to about 15th, we'll be looking at the playoffs thinking, I reckon we can sneak in here. And and then you want to be the form team to hit the playoffs, don't you? Mm. Yeah, I now, mean, absolutely. Now, tell me about the gaffer. Tell me about Rossini. I must mm. admit, if somebody had said to me, 20 years ago, write down a list of footballers that are going to be decent level managers. I, I wouldn't have put Rossini in that category, but he's, he's kind of been a bit of a surprise package, hasn't he? 
We all know away days are mint, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now with the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. For more information, see mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Mm. Well, a lot of people who have played with him thought that they uh, he would be a good manager, him and Tom Huddleston. Um, and they were both at Derby together. I think Huddleston's doing stuff at Man United at the moment. But um, I remember 10 years ago when he was part of the FA Cup final team. Uh, it would be crazy that I've been 10 years since we got to the final. Um, that, yeah, um, he was doing his coaching badges alongside Huddleston. So I think it was always in the back of my mind. But uh, with the ownership, it was very strange because Adjanil Ajela, the sort of Turkish Simon Cowell, um, brought in some Turkish players, brought in his one of his close friends, Shotar Valadze, as manager. Mm-hmm. And then very quickly after uh, we realised Shotar was not a very good manager at all, but a very nice guy, um, they completely switched. Well, yeah, we went from sort of doing what Wolves did, where we'd only sign Portuguese players, we'd only sign Turkish players because mm-hmm. of the Turkish links. And then that didn't really work. So we completely switched to buying young English players and then getting Liam Senior in who mm-hmm. was not a sort of a Super League um, Turkish manager um, or someone that he knew already. And so I thought that showed that the ownership sort of changed their mind on the tactics. And um, obviously any player that um, or a manager that used to be a player at a club was always going to get a little bit more leeway, but he's earned you know all the credit he's got um, by being a good manager. Um, we've gone from 21st this time last year to 6th um, mm-hmm. under him and uh, lots more points, lots more wins, much better football um, and I mean every now and again after a win, not after a defeat but certainly after a win we'll say oh he'll be the next Brighton manager or he'll be the next England manager even, that sort of thing. Um, still very young, lots of things to learn but generally um, the way we've gone from playing pretty rubbish football to extremely good, um, you know, playing out from the back and being a possession-based team and being higher up the table. Um, I think really, if it keeps going, especially in the championship, I mean, in the Premier League, if we did get there, who knows? But I wouldn't see him being sacked. I think the most likely thing would be that another manager or another team in a higher division would attract him one day, mm-hmm. um, especially Brighton. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes there because he was coaching the under-21s there, I think, for a time. So, yeah, he's an incredible manager and we're extremely lucky to have him, not just because of the whole links, but because he seems like one of the brightest young managers in the country. Oh, it's a, that's a, it's a glowing reference, not yes. too shabby. So, uh, let's talk about let's talk about this upcoming fixture. Sheffield Wednesday hot on the heels of a, uh, a smash-and-grab 1-0 win 
away at Preston. I must admit, not many people fancied us for that. And if you watch the game or caught, caught much of it, we uh, it's not like we gave a glowing account of ourselves mm-hmm. in how much we could press forward. I mean, we we literally we fought blood, guts and thunder to keep keep Preston out. And fair play, you know, that's that's football. You know, if we could um if we could predict it, we'd be a millionaire every week, wouldn't we? So mm-hmm. so you know, I mean h- how are you feeling about it up and coming? Are, do you feel like you're in a better place than than where you were when we played at the start of the season? Because I, I believe Sheffield Wednesday are right now under their new uh, coaching uh, regime as it were. Well yeah you've won a, a lot more games recently. I mean staying up will still be tough because of the points difference, but um, probably a poor time to play Sheffield Wednesday. A few weeks ago, mm. we were looking at this game as like a, a banker, but that's not true yeah. anymore, especially as we've become a little bit more inconsistent. Um, it's a shame Buddy Sharp won't be fit or um, won't be available to play yeah. because the January transfer window opens. We've already announced we're going to sign him, but we won't be able to um, make him eligible, which is a shame because I'm Come sure... On. We'd I'm, not say... unhappy, I'm not unhappy about that, Nathaniel. Nah. i tell you what, he'd have really got excited about scoring against us, right? He can always put a mask on and, you know, come off the bench <laughs> and pretend to be uh, Liam Dunlap, perhaps. Um, they've definitely got the same build and Sharp's yeah, yeah. definitely as quick as Liam Dunlap. Um, so it's a shame he won't play, but, uh, yeah, it's a good time to play us because we have been a little bit more inconsistent i still think we'll probably uh dominate the game but that does not mean mean we're going to win because we've dominated a lot of games we create a lot of chances and we mess them up mm-hmm. um i mean a goal scoring i don't think will be a massive issue even though i've mentioned phil has been such a great attacking player for us without him we've actually scored more goals before we signed him and after he's been injured than we have because i guess everything went through him so you've got mm-hmm. Twine, Dunlap, Connolly, Tufan as a front four. They're all very dangerous. And we've started to score a few set pieces now. So I think it could be quite a high-scoring game because I think our defence isn't great. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday have started to score a few more goals. He had a good win against Blackburn. So I think it could be high-scoring. Either team could win, but that's what you want from a Yorkshire derby. I mean, the last one, I think, was it 4-2 at the start of the season? Could be something similar to that. So... um. I mean, I've got to back the Tigers to win because we are higher in the table, but I don't think the form necessarily says it's going to be simple as the team higher in the table is going to win. There's a, uh, there's, there's a weird bit where all of a sudden we've gone from not really caring about what's happening with the other teams in the league. We're just literally just like, well, we're just here, you know, living our best life, going from game <laughs> to game, see if we can get any points. But now since... We've picked up a couple of wins in the last few weeks. All right, Christmas wasn't as fruitful with the exception of the of the Preston game as, as we'd have liked it to have been. Um, you know, the, some of the teams are starting to drop points around us. I mean, God, you've got you've got to feel sorry for Rotherham. They they are genuinely mm. underfunded in the championship every single season. And and they're they're one or two really good player to come through the ranks to all of a sudden, you know, stay up there, but they're going to be playing League One football next year, bless them. And, and you know, I, I don't really have an axe to grind with Rotherham, but it's not been great for Yorkshire football um over the last few years. It's very underrepresented um in the you know, in the in the high end since since Leeds have gone down as well. But um but it'd be nice to just have a right old ding dong and get people looking, wouldn't it, right? Mm, yeah, I mean uh we're probably playing the best or well, us and Leeds are probably playing the best football in Yorkshire. Um mm. I mean Sheffield United are garbage. Uh 
I mean, it's yeah. difficult when you're in the Premier League, but they are not yeah. giving a good account of themselves. At least Sheffield Wednesday now, from your perspective, are starting to perform decently. It might just be a tiny bit late in the season. It's still yeah. a long way to yeah, go. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, I think a lot of the clubs... I mean, yeah, I mean, Leeds went up and every game was on Sky and now they're down. Uh, Sheffield United are not going to get the same sort of coverage. No, and, and, and I'll tell you what as well, in order to in order to be a bit diplomatic, it, it, it's a shame on Sheffield as a, as a city. It's, what, the fourth, fifth biggest city in the country and it just doesn't get very well represented, you know, on in terms of football in the, uh, like it used to. God, I've just realised it's 30 years ago. And one thing I've just realised as well, Nathaniel, is that I was at your uh, your promotion game. I went to go and watch Hull City versus Bristol City that yeah. day. And I've just realised you'd have probably been about five years old when that came out, right? Yeah, uh, 2008. Eight. Six. Jesus, sweet child of mine. Right, okay, less said about the better. But, you know, it was a, it was a really cracking game and I thought Bradley Orr and uh, Dean Windows are going to have a tear-up, but it turned out we were looking after him. So I'll, well, we're I'll hoping that Billy Sharp is going to fill that Dean Windass role volley oh, right. against Leeds. We're all dreaming of a, a, a whole Leeds playoff final where we beat them with Billy Sharp goal. That would be, that would be lovely. Um, uh, you know what? As yeah. as much as I like to see Leeds get beat, but I also, at the same vein, don't like seeing Billy Sharp score. So I'm just going to remain on the fence on that one, pal. That's Billy Sharp terrible. assist. <laughs> yeah, I might, maybe I might take it. I might take it. I think if I given the choice, I'd rather you go up than Leeds. If I'm honest. But um, mm. so listen, this 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 uh, this upcoming fixture. Then can I trouble you for a prediction? How you think it's going to go? Ah, uh, it's really difficult. I mean, Will on the podcast, he's predicted us to win 3-0 for an entire year now. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that he would stop predicting 3-0 if we finally won. But then he's right. top of our prediction chart because we've had a good season. Because you get a point right. for if we win and you predict that. So I might just, I'm not going to go that. I think, I mean, it was 4-2 last time. One of the most iconic games we've had was that 4-2 win at uh, Booth Park. Um, Hillsborough, where Nick Barnby scored a few almost 20 years ago now. So, um, yeah, it would have been 2004. So maybe, uh, I, I don't really see this happening, but it's just a nice thing to predict. I'll go 4-2 City win. But if it was the other way around, I wouldn't be completely shocked because um, and we were playing Regan Slater, who's a midfielder, at fullback because we're so terrified of playing our actual fullback, Cyrus Christie, there because his legs have completely gone. So mm. until we get a fallback, probably the second day of January, because we're so desperate for one, uh, could be easy to get at them. But I'll go four two. Nice, exciting New Year's Day game on on Sky. That'd be good. Yeah, so something to uh, something to help uh, digest the cheese we've all been eating the last week. Nathaniel, mm. thanks a lot for joining me, pal. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 
24 7 365 days of the year let's all take a moment to talk more than football it's the 90th minute you've got all your mates around you've got your mcnugget chair boxes coming down the left wing ready to go your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.